Okay, thank you, Lainey. Thank you, team. Okay, today I want to uh, share a word about assurance. Assurance. And I'm not saying insurance, I'm saying assurance. You know, insurance. Most of us have insurance. You got insurance? Yeah. Yeah? You got a house or a car or a, um, you're traveling somewhere, uh, health insurance, mm -hmm. life insurance, mm -hmm. accident insurance, mm -hmm. public liability insurance. There's all kinds of insurance. And uh, I think Lanny's brother's an insurance guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so insurance, it's pretty good, you know, it's pretty good if it works, right? Yeah. The thing is, You've got to pay for it. Yep. You've got to pay the premiums for it. And if you stop paying the premiums, guess what? The insurance stops. You're not covered anymore. And even if you do pay the premiums and you are covered, uh, when it comes to the crunch and you have a problem sometimes, guess what? They don't want to pay up. So it's, there's not much of a guarantee with insurance. It, uh, mostly it's based on hope. You hope. You hope you don't need it, but you hope that if you do, that they will pay out and you're covered. So we don't want to talk about insurance, you know. Uh, I remember in America, Blaney's pastor over there, our pastor in America, he would always talk about fire insurance. Some people come to the Lord because they don't want to go to hell. <laughs> he would always call it fire insurance. So, <laughs> But um, insurance is kind of like a backup plan, just in case something goes wrong. But I want to talk about assurance. And assurance is different. Assurance is more of a guarantee. It's more of a certainty or a promise, where you can actually have confidence rather than just hoping. You can actually have confidence or an assurance. And a lot of people, you know, you might have been saved a long time. And most of us have the assurance of our salvation. We're assured. In our hearts, we actually believe that. But there are people in the kingdom of God who are not sure of their salvation. They don't have that assurance. So I want to talk about that today. You know, like I said, in, for insurance, you have to pay or you're not covered. The difference with assurance as believers is that Jesus has already paid and he paid in full. He's not going to stop the payment. He's paid in full and we are covered. Okay? That's the guarantee. That's the promises for those who believe and have received him. That's the assurance that he gives us. And we need to know that. We need to believe it and know it. So first of all, assurance of our salvation. And sometimes you go to churches and they'll say, you know, if you're not sure you're saved, come up and get prayer again. And some people come up again and again. But in 1 John chapter 5, it says, this is the assurance, or this is the testimony, okay, that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. It's not in our ability to earn salvation. It's not in our good works, okay? We're trying to be good. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. That's the assurance that we have. 
that we have received Jesus and we are following him, okay? Then we have that assurance. It's not about our goodness. It's his righteousness, not ours. It's his goodness, his faithfulness, not ours. You know, we waver. We live in a fallen world and we struggle sometimes with things. But it says, if we have the Son, we have that life. Okay? The life is in his Son. So we have that assurance. We know for sure. We know for sure we are saved. It's not about our feelings. We know for sure. And John said this, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So they were struggling. They weren't quite sure. They didn't quite know. He said, I've written this so that you would know that you do have eternal life and that you may continue to believe. Not that you just know as I'm telling you or writing to you, but you continue to have that assurance he was assuring them because they weren't quite sure. They didn't quite know. So he said, look, I'm writing it down. I'm telling you so that you know and you continue to know. Okay, so he was giving them assurance. Another assurance that we need to have, okay, is that we have forgiveness. Not just forgiveness at the point when we were saved but forgiveness on an ongoing basis as we need it. In 1 John 1.8 it says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Okay? Now there's times when we lapse and we fall into certain areas. Okay? It doesn't mean we are sinners. We are righteous through the blood of Jesus. But there's times when we do have hiccups or trips or falls, okay? But he says this, if we confess our sins, acknowledge, repent, confess it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, some people go through life and they believe in Jesus, but they think they're still sinners because they're struggling in certain areas of their lives. But if they will come to the Lord, they will confess it, then he will forgive. And he, if you are honest with God, humble yourself, he will help you with those areas that you challenged in. We are not perfect, okay? We are not perfect. We are righteous, we're justified, we're forgiven. We are not perfect. We are being affected. We need to have that assurance because sometimes we are really tough on ourselves. We're really tough on ourselves, okay? We kind of beat ourselves up. We say, no, no, no. Just come to the Lord and let him help you sort it out. Let him help you walk through these things, okay? So we have that assurance of forgiveness. We have assurance of access to God as well. In Hebrews 10, this is a beautiful passage. He says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness or having confidence, or having being sure you can, having that boldness to enter the holiest, the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which 
He consecrated for us. Jesus made the way. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. You know, even when we have sinned, we need to have the confidence that we can draw near because of the blood of Jesus. Don't let sin keep you away from God. Don't let sin keep you away. Know that the blood of Jesus which cleanses gives you access to him. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance, a true heart. Not perfect, but true and honest before God. Draw near to him. And because of the blood of Jesus, we can have that full assurance. We can have that faith that we have access to God. We don't run and hide like Adam and Eve did. We actually draw near. We have access. That is so awesome. And have that boldness. Have boldness. You know, some people are afraid of God. We need to have a healthy fear of God, but not be afraid of Him. Okay? Some people think, you know, I don't want to bother God, or, you know, I think my dad said back in the day, I found out after my dad had died that he actually was saved, but he was in that generation where you never said it. Okay? So that was a great comfort to me and my mum. But my dad used to say, oh, if I walked into a church, it would fall down. <laughs> we were kids and he would say that. <laughs> if I went to church, it would fall down if I walked in the door. And I was like, oh, he must be really bad. But he wasn't. He, he was a, quite a righteous man, even though he wasn't saved as we know it. But, you know, God is amazing. That's all I can say. We had that access we don't need to be afraid to walk through the doors or come to the throne of grace. Amen. What else do we have assurance in? We have assurance that God is our help, that we're not alone. And we need to know that. Sometimes you might feel like you're alone, but we are not alone, no matter what we go through. I think I read this a few weeks ago. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 says this, No temptation has overtaken you, or me, Except such is common to man. In other words, we all go through the same stuff. But God is faithful. It's not about us. It's not about the temptation. It's actually about the faithfulness of God. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And as I was writing this down, I was thinking about last week's message about Rahab. You know, how she lived on the wall and there's a way of escape for the two spies. You know, God provides a way of escape for us to get out of that predicament, to get out of that danger zone where the temptation is. And it says here, he's faithful. He's not going to allow you, he's not going to allow you to be tempted more than you can handle. And I don't know what you can handle, and you don't know what I can handle, but God knows what we can cope with. And he doesn't put us through things which we cannot deal with. He's going to take us through because he is faithful. That's the assurance that we need to have. No matter what we go through, no matter what trial, no matter what temptation, he can make a way for us to come through it, to get out of it, to escape, okay? 
so we can bear it. He's going to make the way. He is the way, the truth and the life. What else? We can have assurance that when we pray, that God will hear and answer us. And you might say, you know what, I prayed and prayed about this, that or the other. And you know what? I haven't seen the answers yet. And that's true for many things. But listen to this. 1 John 5 in verse 14 says, Now this is the confidence or the assurance. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, <laughs> not my will, but thy will, according to his will, he hears us. Does he hear us when we don't pray according to his will? Of course he does. He's God. But we can have confidence that when we pray his will, that he will answer. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. And I highlighted some of those words there. Confidence. Knowing. Knowing. You can have confidence when you know. When you know something, you can have confidence. Okay? And it, that's, that's what pertains to prayer. When we pray His will, we can be assured that He's going to answer. If He's not answering right now, it may not mean that it's not His will. It may just mean it's not His timing. Okay? Because timing is as important as His will. Okay? So what else do we need assurance in? We need assurance that we're going to stand as righteous before the judgment because there will be a judgment for everybody. In Acts chapter 17, it says this, God commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. Judgment is measured by Jesus Christ, whether you accepted him or rejected him. It's pretty simple. Okay? He will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Everyone is measured in the judgment by whether they believed and received Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He died on the cross for the sins of the whole world. He was raised from the dead and he was resurrected to the glory of God. Amen. It's very simple. Very simple. He gave assurance through the resurrection of Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. And also, of course, classic passage, the assurance of eternal life for those who do believe. What's the reward for those who do believe? Eternal life and eternally with him. God so loved the world. Not that he wanted to judge the world, but he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, the old, the young, the rich, the poor, doesn't matter what colour your skin is, doesn't matter where you were born, doesn't matter your social status, whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
didn't have to earn anything, only believe and you will receive eternal life and the gift of eternity with him. So as you look at these things, it's about confidence, it's about faith. But sometimes, like I said, our faith wavers. Our faith wavers. Sometimes we feel like we've got great faith. Other times we feel like our faith is kind of really flatlining or bottomed out. You know, you think, gosh, do I have any faith? Am I even a believer? That happens sometimes because the enemy comes and he tries to steal your joy. He tries to steal your hope. He tries to steal your faith. But you just got to keep going no matter what. Tomorrow's going to be better. It's going to be a better day tomorrow. We all have bad days, all right? So our faith wavers. But assurance, assurance is like that sense of belonging, that sense of knowing. And there's a steadfastness and a solidity that is there that often isn't with faith, okay? Faith is strong, but the assurance is like a next level. It's like next level. So how can we have this assurance? You know, as I preach the word, your assurance level goes up. Faith comes. Faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. By hearing the word of God. You have assurance. You have faith. You have that confidence. You have that level of believing. You have that level of knowing. When you get the word of God into you, when you get yourself into the word of God, you saturate yourself in it. You dip, you dip your toe, you won't get very wet. But if you jump right in, you'll get covered. You'll be saturated with the word of God. And then when you're in situations, the first thing that happens is not feelings. A word will come. The word of God will come. And it will bring you out, okay? It's not about preaching. It's not about stories. It's not about testimonies. It's about the word of God. Stories are great. Testimonies are great. They help. But it's the word of God that we need to get into us. Amen? The assurance will come through the word. How else will assurance come? The assurance comes from knowing, knowing that the prophecies, so many prophecies have been fulfilled. At least 350 prophecies were filled, uh, fulfilled by Jesus. And here's a little bit of research. Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies, 27 in one day. Okay, and you go, wow, it is wow. The chance of one person fulfilling only eight of those prophecies, eight out of the 300, if you only fulfilled eight of those prophecies, the chances are one in all those zeros, which is a hundred quadrillion. Any mathematicians here? <laughs> but that's the thing. So many prophecies fulfilled. You can have assurance in that alone. If you are a very logical, pragmatic kind of person, that alone can give you assurance that nobody else fulfilled what he did. So assurance comes through the fulfilled prophecies. He gave a sure word 
and he fulfilled it. The promises have been fulfilled. Every single one thus far and those which are to come will also be fulfilled. They will be fulfilled. The evidence is there. The proof is there. Everything he said, he did. Everything he said, he did. And everything he said he will do, guess what? He will do. He will do. We can also get assurance through the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, I love this passage, it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Who are you? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Who are you? I am a child of God. You're not just a prince or princess, son of the Queen of England or whatever. No, I'm a child of God. Think about that. That will give you assurance. And if we're children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that's the part nobody likes, <laughs> that we may also be glorified together. So we are on equal footing as heirs with Jesus. He's our big brother. He's the only begotten son of God. But we've been born into the kingdom of God and we are children of God. That, that's just mind-blowing stuff, really. When you think about who you are, who I am, just little old you and little old me. <laughs> and yet, his spirit gives assurance to our spirit. No, you are a child of God. You are precious. You are unique. You are special. You are wanted. You are valuable. You're a child of God. We need to have that assurance. We need to have that assurance. The Spirit and the Word. It's right on his staff. I had to put this in. Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's the assurance that we have. You know, so many people face death. They face death. Physical death, the death of relationships, the death of businesses, the death of dreams, the death of any kind of thing. It's like a valley you go through. But there's a valley of the shadow of death. No matter what, he said, I have the assurance that I'm not going to fear anything. I'm not going to be afraid. <laughs> I'm sure you're with me. I am assured you're with me. I'm certain you are. I know you are. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's speaking about the shepherd. The rod, that's a straight stick. The rod, the word of God, it'll put you straight. It'll put you on the straight and narrow. It'll keep you straight. It carries authority. The rod. Red Sea opens. The rod. It's like the word of God. And the staff. The staff had a hook on it. The shepherd's staff had a hook. What? Like the spirit. He brings us back. He cares about us. He brings us in close. Rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
I'm assured that you're with me. Your word and your spirit are with me. God, you're with me. I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> awesome. And why did he say that? Because he said it's about me. It's all about me. The Lord is my shepherd. He's not being selfish. He's not being self-centered. He has an assurance. He has that confidence. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He's got good things for me. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God loves me. He cares about me. He's my shepherd. He's going to take care of me. I know he's going to take care of you and you and you and you. I know that. But I have an assurance that he's going to take care of me too. He's my shepherd just as much as he's your shepherd. He's going to bless me just as much as he's going to bless you. You know, sometimes we get a little bit jealous, a bit green-eyed monsterish of how God blesses other people. And you go, oh, don't you love me? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. We need to have that assurance that God will take excellent care of each and every one of us because he's faithful, because we're his children, because we are saved, because we belong to him. We need to know these things and have the assurance, not just hope like it's insurance, but have confidence and know because we have assurance. Insurance is available everywhere, but you've got to pay for it. Assurance is only in Jesus and he already paid it. That's the awesome part. Amen. The last verse is Isaiah 32. The work of righteousness. We are righteous because of him. The work of righteousness will be peace. We didn't have to do it. He did. And the effect or the result of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. Because he did the work. The result is quietness within our soul. Peace in our spirit and assurance forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your awesome word. Lord, your word, your spirit, your rod and your staff, they comfort us. We thank you for your word, Lord, that just says those who believe, those who believe have the gift of eternal life with you. We thank you for the assurance of salvation, the assurance of forgiveness, the assurance of help and victory and answered prayer and to be able to stand before you righteous in the judgment. Lord, we thank you for the assurance that you give to us. Help us to know that even if our faith wavers and our feelings falter, we still have assurance because of you, because of your faithfulness. We bless you and thank you, Lord. We bless you and thank you, Father, for anyone who may be wavering. 
concern. Pray that you would just increase that assurance in their lives. You're the helper. Help us, Lord. Amen. Amen. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, say hi to someone. Hi, everyone online. God bless you. Have an awesome day.